0: Welcome to Bounce Back Mondays with Dr. B Y'all come on in the room I know y'all waiting I just saw this slide You didn't share like 200 times already Y'all invited your family Come on in Come on in and Go listen to some um, Marvin Sapp Yes you can While y'all come in Got two guests in the studios. got another one coming. It's a hot topic, y'all come on in. Share the video, invite your friends and family. Rick, you can go to your page and see. Go go to my page and try to share the video. You see it? So I listen, make sure we get clear.
1: And I also look to make sure we look oh, thank
0: you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. you can Go ahead and start talking to your followers and tell them to come on in and share the video. Yeah, we got Rick Wallace in here, Dr. Rick Wallace in the studio. Welcome to
2: his his listeners and his viewers and his Facebook family. Hey, everybody. Uh, let's talk. we got something real serious uh, that we need to give some attention to. Uh, we have a platform here where we can talk and we can share. And we can come up with solutions. Uh, I'm excited because I've got my ace with me. My wife is sitting over here to my left. Uh, she holds me down. Uh, we hold each other down. And she has some experience and uh, interest in this topic as well, um, you know. So we're going to share a lot of that. But if you've been supporting me, this is the time to come in, share the link, invite people in, do watch parties, get it hype, get it going on. Because we're going to talk about it. We're going to bring it. We're coming real. I know Michael Jordan. I know you're out there somewhere. Um, get them, get them ready, man. Get my boy Clarice on it, get him in, too, because he said he wanted to really check this out. Mm-hmm. So, Clarence Brown. Okay. Yeah, so uh, all you guys, man, uh, and uh, for those of you guys who are going to catch on, this, here, fam. Those of you who are going to catch this later uh, on YouTube, uh, you know how we do it. Uh, we're rebuilding. We're still fighting to get the old channel back, uh, but we're not going to stop. Uh, we're not stopping. We're going to keep going. So I'm excited to have you guys come out. Uh, I want to thank Bridget, uh, former schoolmate. Yes. We go way back 30-something years.
0: First for Jack was in the house. Yeah. <laughs>
2: and short story, Bridget's older brother, John, was like, I, I'm. people know me, know I don't have heroes. <laughs> John was like this larger-than-life cat, man. He was just so cool. He played the game the way the game should be played, even at that level. He was just so cool with it. So uh like I said we go way back. We had that forest brook jack on yes. fire. Hat. Back when being from the north side was actually something to be proud of. Yeah. Yeah. So uh I'm excited about this. So welcome everybody, all the uh the people who follow Bridget on the regular, regular time. I'm gonna give you everything I have. Hope you enjoy it. Uh you get to know a little bit more about when we go. But what I'm telling you is my ace is sitting over to the left. She's quiet and subdued, but she's powerful. And that, that's what makes her her. She, she doesn't like the limelight. Like we forced her in this chair, actually. She's <laughs> yes trying to is. slide over to she the trying to hide. I would have. Uh, but we got her here. So while she's here, uh, she's going to sit in the chair until uh, the next guest shows up and share her insight. In. I'm pretty sure she's gonna drop some powerful gems because we talk about this pretty often.
0: That's good,
2: thank you so much, Dr. Wallace. So,
0: uh, welcome Antoinette, Brenda. Hey, Irene, uh, hey, Rosie, thank y'all for supporting. Um, thank y'all for coming on to the live. Hey, Felicia. Um, hey, Zevanique, how you doing, hon? Um, I need to call you. I'm going to call you tomorrow. Uh, thank you for joining. Everybody share the video because this is a very important topic. Um, we need to really, 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 really talk about um, sex trafficking. I'm going to go ahead and bring in um, our Gospel Radio Nation family. Um, they sending me. I got a couple text messages like, "Where you at?" It's just like two minutes after. Like, calm down. <laughs> Don't tell them I said that. So let's see. Da, 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 da. Hold on. I'm gonna go ahead and bring them. Bring them in. Turn down the music. I got some feedback. Mm. Let's see. All right, all right. So we are live on gospelradionation.com, and you are listening to Bounce Back Mondays with Dr. B. It is. uh, This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Uh, Today is December ninth, twenty nineteen, and today's topic is. Sex trafficking. I know, I know, I know. I know you heard so much about this topic. It's all over the news. It's all over our Facebook feeds. Every day I see some new uh, gimmick. They putting ties on your fence, ties on your car. They uh, putting stuff on your window and you smell it or you get it on your hands and it it, uh, makes you pass out. Um, I know we're seeing a lot of stuff in. I had an idea to do a show because um, I was speaking to a young lady. She reached out for me to me after I spoke at a women's conference a couple of months ago. And um, she said she was in trouble. And so um, I'm like, what kind of trouble? And she told me what it was. So in a long story short, she was being sex trafficked. And so I made some phone calls, got us some help. I, I don't know where she is now. I, I pray for her every day. I but I do know she's safe. I do know that. Um there are safe homes all around Houston, in and out of Houston, um, for people to be if they need outside of Houston, out of town. They'll take you out of town if they have to. So there's some there's some resources. And so um the Lord put it on my heart hey, you need to talk to the community about this, you need to talk to your friends, you need to bring awareness. And I reached out to some people. Um, that I knew had some experience. or knew somebody that had experience. My, my best friend, um, Antoinette, she gave me a connection, Nisi Hamilton. Nisi is um, doing an event with the Houston Texans right now, and she should be here by six o'clock. So she'll come in at the second half of the show. And then I thought about, you know, women, we can talk about it, but I know this powerful man of God that has a voice. Right here, he got boots on the ground. And I say, let me reach out to him because I wanted him to come and bring his insight. And those of of you that don't know Dr. Rick Wallace, he's a a Forest Book Jaguar. He's an alumni of North Forest ISD. And uh, we've been friends for over 30 years. And if you don't know him, after today, I promise you, your life is going to be changed. Whatever topic it is, he's not—he's not one of those timid men. He's a man. What I—what my little phrase is now—he's a man, man, <laughs> because no topic is off limits to him, and he's always very open and honest. And he's also like me. Um, he has his—you have a PhD, right?
2: And right. what? Uh, I have a PhD in uh, theology. theology. And I have a doctorate in psychology.
0: So he—he—he he, he goes. He—he he got it going on. He, he, like me, he brings facts. I'm not, we're not talking about just stuff we heard. We have facts to back this up to let you know that um, what the information that we're given is quality. So, without further ado, nope, let me pray a in. Okay. okay? Sounds good. Um, Everybody take a deep breath. Remember what I always say? If you're driving, just drive, keep your eyes on the road. (laughs) I'm going to pray. You just listen and pray with a heart of agreement. God, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Father, for last night's lying down and this morning's rising up. Thank you, Father God, for keeping us another day. God, thank you for breathing our body, Lord God. Thank you for our health and strength. Thank you for this life, Lord God. Thank you, Father God, that we weren't just born we are all created with a purpose, Lord God. And thank you, Father God, that we are walking in our purpose, Lord God. Father God, I thank you for this show, Bounce Back Mondays with Dr. B. God, I thank you for this platform so that we can bring information to the people, Father God, that could affect their lives and help change their lives for the better. God, I ask that you bless this show today. Let every ear hear. Let this video be shared thousands of times, Lord God. Let it get all over the world. Let it Touch someone, even some uh, sex traffic victim, yes, even some sex trafficker. Let it change their heart, Lord God. Yes, Lord, let this information be a blessing to our listeners. And let this work it all around the world, Lord God. Thank you, Father God, that we speak with clarity. Thank you, Father God, that we are speaking where people can understand us. Yes, Thank you, Father God, that we have the necessary resources that they need. And if we don't, Father God, I ask that you send somebody our way so that we can help somebody. And, oh, God, I thank you for this opportunity again to bless your people. This I ask in your name. Amen. Amen. Okay. So today we're talking about sex trafficking. And i got Dr. Wallace here. Go
2: ahead and introduce yourself, sir. Uh, Dr. Rick Wallace. uh... Yes, here I identify myself with the uh, Odyssey Project, with, which is a full-service uh, inner-city community outreach uh, organization. We have the Black Men Lead Rite of Passage Program. Um, my wife heads the Restoring Ghettos Forgotten Daughters outreach program. Where we deal with young at-risk uh, girls. Uh, she does an exceptional job in that, and she'll kind of weigh in on uh, where she is with that and what she does. Um, our goal is real simple. Uh, obviously, I'm a business mentor and a lot of people know me because a lot of the content I put out has to do with my businesses with uh, uh, psychological uh, consultations, uh, life coaching, life strategy, all of that. Uh, and you know, that's good. You know, if it comes up later on in the conversation, we'll talk about it, but uh, where I am, most passionate and where I'm most alive is in a situation in which I'm dealing with people that most people don't see. Most people never hear. Most people are never aware of what they're going through. The people who are voiceless and behind the scenes in the communities where there are only statistics and numbers. Mm -hmm. I give a name, Mm -hmm. a face, Mm -hmm. uh, and my goal is to uh, provide hope and uh, insight and uh, perspective and expectation and anticipation into a future, and that comes in many different ways. Mm-hmm. Too many to sit down and talk about now because this really isn't about me. Uh, but as as we move forward, I'll share in the in the content and context of the dialogue uh, what it is I do and why I'm able to sit here and talk about this. Okay.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you for being on the show, and thank you for. Sitting in and supporting your husband, don't you know you're gonna get some questions? Gonna come at you, I know. We (laughs) read so, so you know, um, on Dr. B, we always um define you know, give you some definitions, give you some statistics, uh, kind of let you know how this thing is affecting us as a people and here in America. It's really, really bad. And uh, doing my research, I literally cried because this is this is really a lot, okay. So sex trafficking is defined as the action or the practice of illegally transporting people from one country or an area to another, typically for the purpose of forced labor or sexual exploitation. So we we see it, you know, they girls are being taken and being sold into as sex slaves or, uh, like we used to say, being pimped. Um, or it could even be workers, like undocumented workers working for people, being pretty much slaves, uh, being um, working laborers without getting any pay. Right. That's being a slave. Mm-hmm. Okay, So it could be on either or. So let's just talk about some of the statistics. Y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you. The statistics are crazy I mean be ready for this because you're not gonna believe this okay so in 2019 the State Department of uh, Health and Criminal Justice found that the top three nations for sex trafficking is the United States Mexico in the Philippines. Philippines yep. yeah. Now, I I, I know, I've, I've seen a lot going on in the Philippines.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: I, I remember when I first became a nurse, they used to go over there and get busloads of nurses and bring them back here to work. Mm-hmm. They will give them some schooling, bring them back in here and work. So I knew that a lot of people come from the Philippines for this almighty American dollar. You know, they want to come over here and make a better living for their family, send the money back over because apparently the U.S. dollar is worth a lot over there. ain't worth nothing over here, but it's worth a lot over there. And so the United States, Mexico, and the Philippines are the top three countries, okay? They also report, and this is it, y'all, the top three states with the most human trafficking is California, Texas. Texas. And Florida. Florida, Mm -hmm. It was New York, but I just saw today that it's Florida now. Florida overtook New York. Yes. So look. California. Texas number two, y'all. Okay. Let's break this down just a little bit further. Y'all ain't ready. (laughs) Um, oh, and let's mention this. Vegas is hot on our trails. On Harlem, Florida, in New York's trail, because of the culture, Because, because of the, the culture. situation, yeah. the homelessness, because of the party, you know, yeah. Sin City, y'all, yeah, they you know, yeah, like they're they bringing them uh, girls and boys yeah. over there uh, for entertainment purposes, is what they said. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I got some statistics. Y'all going be, y'all gonna be like, oh, really? Well, we supporting some of this stuff and don't even know it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we know. Texas is a big hub for this, so let's let's just talk, Dr. Wallace. Why do you think California and Texas are like right there at the top? Let's see what you think.
2: I mean, uh, first of all, you have to look at this for what it is. It's an economic stimulus. It's simply another way of underground working. It has transplanted dope trafficking as the number two mechanism. Of income globally. Yes. So it's a business. Okay. And the reason that California and Texas are uh, at the top of the list is because of their economies, their mobility, and their direct access to Mexico.
0: That's it. That's it. Yeah. They're Mexican, they're Mexico, y'all.
2: So. See, the reason you got two states in between Texas. Right. In California. You got New Mexico, New and, Mexico Arizona. and Arizona. The reason they're not as hot is because they don't have the population and the economy to immediately plug those people that they are stealing and bringing over or are tricking and bringing over into the country. California immediately, you move in, it's a bunch of people that can be plugged into sweatshops, yes. plugged into massage like parlors. parlors. The illicit massage parlor business is huge. Yeah. So That's the reason that you got
0: that right there. That's it. So let's look at, let me go back to this question because I, I just um. What, I mean, who is at most risk for being trafficked? Females. Females, of course, yes.
2: The, the, young, and,
0: the, younger, um, the, the younger
3: the,
0: the, 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 better, the better. better. Yes, the younger the better. So I, I was looking, at. I was like, well, I ain't got no risk of being uh, snatched. They don't want my old behind. 50, because when I looked at those numbers, I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's look at the average age uh, of a girl that's being sex trafficked. Let me see. I had the statistic. The age was... Yeah, it was it was it was under 12. I think it was uh, if I'm not
2: mistaken. I knew at one point it was nine. 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 That's yeah. it. Nine.
0: Yeah, nine years old. Nine years old. So our babies are very, very vulnerable. Um, They're naive to what's going on around. So our parents need to keep an eye on their children. They're vulnerable. Somebody offering them some candy or a puppy or something like that. Some of the stuff they be doing in these movies, that's really happening. often got a box of puppies to lure a little child over there. They're victims that are as young as uh, two years old. Yeah for
2: sex trafficking y'all well the, the at, at that age another element that a lot of people aren't aware of that when you start to study the evolution of sex trafficking mm-hmm. because it's becoming such a global we, we, here's what you have to understand first and foremost we live in a world where we've been given the illusion of ethics mm-hmm. morality and you know we really think you know well Nothing like that will happen in America because America has told us that she doesn't do that. But we also know that America was directly responsible for the crack epidemic. Yes. Epidemic, and yes. is directly involved and in, she won't admit it right now, in the heroin yes. uh, epidemic. Yes. And definitely has her hands in the arm yes. shipping, which is the number Absolutely. one business. And Absolutely. so why wouldn't she be involved in benefiting from this? Yes. And so what you have to understand is first and foremost, that these babies are simply a commodity now and we have to understand that this country is very capable of allowing this to happen because it has to sustain cash flow and economics by any means necessary and it's proven that it can do it Um, and then on the other note what you have to look at and say is you have these children at this age because of the economy. The economy is like any other business. It's yes. evolving. If you look at businesses, they're tech evolving. If you look at you look yes. Fortune 500 companies now, they've adjusted to uh, social media yes. and, and digital digital, digital media. media. And now, what you, they, they used to have an 85-15 when social media first came in, uh-huh. 85% of their spend was going towards television and radio. Yeah. Now 85% of that spend is going towards uh, social social media, media because that's where everything yeah, is. decisions okay. are being made. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so then what you have to understand is what they understand now that babies that are either born into, are kidnapped at a very early age are easier to control, yes, more yes. docile, yes. more controllable, and they can be taught into an uh, uh, norm and yes. standard, which is how you judge yes. whether something is right or wrong. Right. They I can think be that's they can be conditioned into yeah. the normalization of it. To where they're never even bucketed. They're not looking to get away. Yeah. And so they're literally starting to raise sex slaves now. Yeah. And so that's why you got a two-year-old being kidnapped because their yeah. whole life, all they're going to ever know yeah.
0: is, exactly. is this is what their this life, is. Like, oh, That's what right. it is. Right. They don't know nothing different. Nothing. So there are more than four million victims of sex trafficking globally. OK? Mm-hmm. So and we already said 99% of them are women and girls okay one in seven reported runways runaways in the united states are more likely to be victims of child sex trafficking so you think these kids running away from home but they're not they have been taken and what i what i saw when i was doing my research they're taken and they're generally not kept in the same area so they they get taken to like say for instance, get. Taken here in North Houston, and they end up in California. Right. So how who do they who do they reach out to for help? They can't call nobody because they're in uh, a foreign no. place. They don't they know where they, they are. I found a
2: four-year-old in Dallas. Uh, I want to say was it Dallas or was it Amarillo? Amarillo. Okay. Uh, about three months ago, four-year-old. They raided uh, uh, a small organization that was sex trafficking. This four-year-old was from Virginia. What? They, they got her all the way in Texas. They found and luckily they were able to find out who she belonged to and they were able to get her back. And at four years old, we're hoping that the resiliency of a oh four year old will be able to overcome the traumatic experience in that. So it's crazy. That is horrible.
0: But that's that's what happened. So you got somebody that running away. They, look, they look, listed as a runaway. They probably, they could have ran away. Depending on what they had going on, when you hear the, the mother on TV, everything was good. They were doing well in school. Why would they run away? They probably didn't run away. They probably were snatched, and they are a
2: victim of sex trafficking. So and, and we have to look at that. Something that else that we have to have to look at, and this is the hard stuff that nobody wants to talk about because everybody wants to be politically correct. Everybody wants to be we to talk about. That, and the good, uh, good side awesome. uh, uh, is the fact that when it's a black child or when it's a Hispanic child, it's automatically assumed that it's a runaway. Yeah. They don't get the same attention from law enforcement right. that a white child will get yeah. when they come up missing. And first of all, the white child is less of a threat. So it should automatically be assumed. It's, I mean, for instance, uh, a lot is happening outside of the scope of sex trafficking period. But there are a lot of abductions. abductions. Period. And for instance, the young girl down in Alabama who was off to school at Tuskegee and gets abducted, a couple sees it happen. Mm -hmm. And And they'll say a word. The wife sits up and tells the husband, that's not our business, leave it alone, doesn't even call it in. At that moment, if you call it in with the license plate, the chance of the police finding it because that's a violent abduction witnessed by someone is, is likely. That by the time they find this girl, she's been she's dead for weeks. weeks. And, and so they caught her and, and killed her. But and so you can see the same thing happening in sex, right? Yes. When parents say my daughter's missing, they automatically assume. And I think that we've got to lobby. It's got, got to lobby on the, on the state, uh, and, and federal level to change laws for missing people. Yes. Now I can see for an adult. Yeah. Giving a 24-hour yeah. window before you can follow up. Because we might just be hanging out somewhere, you know, you know <laughs> but you don't know. You, know. you know, got caught up with the side chickens for yeah. a too much time. Yeah. Now you're scared to come home. Yeah, you're scared, so you're, you're trying to scared. figure it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to give you 24 hours to figure that out. before right. We actually start looking. But yeah, when you but talk sure. about anybody under the age of 18 yes. that hasn't come home by 10 o'clock, we need to start looking for them. Yes. And, we look, and that's another problem. Do you know how far they can get a kid by the time they actually yes. start looking for them? Yes, yes. And so those are protocols, policies, uh, and just strategies and practices that don't work when you're battling a machine. Yes. And that's what it's become now. It's 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 business. And you have people who don't view human life as human life. Right. It's a commodity. It's a commodity. You're a product. There was a woman, and I'll say this and I'm done. If we talked about this. The woman that came on a couple of weeks ago, she's standing before a judge. She's been convicted of sex trafficking and trafficking kids. And the judge is waiting to sentence her. And he and the judge she said the judge asked her, Why did you do this? Her response was easy money. Easy money. And she got seven, seven years. years.
3: Seven years?
2: Yes. yes, seven years after saying easy money. What? They Don't value our lives, right?
3: They don't value our lives, I
0: and mean, then what's she gonna be out in three?
2: Probably, Probably so. so. Oh my god,
0: so yeah, you something don't value. Is,
2: lives. But see, something I've been saying to black men for a long time, and that's a part of what black men lead is about. Is something I've been saying to them a long time is you can't say something is valuable, you have to show people,
0: yes, that it's valuable.
2: And I told people a long time ago, you're still mm-hmm. waiting on. People who don't have a moral compass to display, to display morality. morality. <laughs> and that's right. not why ninety percent of people in this country do what they do right. to stay out of trouble. They do what they do because they don't want to do right. the right. consequence. That's right. You have to apply negative consequence. Until we start as black men, and I'm speaking specifically right. to black men right now, until we start applying a consequence for harming black women right. and black children, it will continue. It will it will continue unabated because nobody's afraid. Until you start making people afraid to harm our women and children, they will continue, they to, will do continue so. to do so, and, and they will do it without without, without it. recourse
0: because they don't see they right. see nothing that's gonna happen. Right. To them. Wow. Let me give you another one, y'all. And y'all ain't ready. Hold on. Put you seat. Make sure your seatbelt on tight. If you're driving. If you're at home, sit down. Girls in foster care are particularly vulnerable to human trafficking. Wow,
2: when I when I first learned that, and like I say, this is something I've been pushing. If you follow me on anything, yes. I've been pushing this heavy for a while because it, I saw it coming, becoming what it has become. And when I found out the role that uh, the foster care system has played in it, CPS, yes, and the foster care system, mm-hmm. uh, it, the the increase in risk is astronomical. Yes, uh, that our girls specifically. specifically are at risk and that they can be being trafficked and nobody's aware of it. Now here's the thing you have to understand, that sex trafficking is a reality that's taking place outside the scope of the normal idea of which, you see somebody kidnapped and taken out, that happens. But I have literally met someone who was being trafficked while they were still at home.
0: Okay, we're gonna talk about that. Hold that thought, because that right there Took my breath away. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. And when Nisi get here, I should have brought a box cleaner. I'm just gonna take my shirt and be wiping my face <laughs> because that was that was crazy. Yeah, I, I I had no idea. Yep. Okay. So the foster care system, Lord have mercy, where kids are are taken from a home because they were in danger or they were being abused mistreated many
2: cases. cases accused accused of parents accused to, of being abused because not they yet.
0: They're, they're chastising them they they sometimes even um I, I whooped my kid I I just I just had to sort support uh somebody who was about to lose their child because she whooped her daughter with a belt and, and what she deserved. I was like girl yeah. she bring the boys through the window and what is a mother supposed to do? Now, don't do that and go sit down. No, we need to have a hard conversation, and you is 13 years old, and I'm going to whoop your behind. Because there's a consequence. And I know a lot of people say, stop whooping your kids. I'm, I'm a proponent of talking to your children after they get a whooping. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm not talking about beating. There's a difference. There's a whole lot of difference. You know, when you start getting extinction calls and, and bats and stuff like that, you are out of line. And I mean, you, I, she hit me three times with the bell on my butt. I, I don't have an issue with that at all. Okay? We're talking about a, a parent being a parent and you're losing your child to the foster care system because you are trying to um, chastise them and direct them the right way. Okay, I stand on the on the scripture in the Bible. Settles for a child. I believe in chastising my children. I do not believe in uh, beating them, abusing them. I think that's wrong. I also believe in talking to them and letting them have a voice in the house too, so you can know what's going on with your kids. I always tell my children, you can come talk to me about anything. Some of the stuff they brought to me, I wasn't ready, <laughs> but I'm I'm glad I did. You know, hey, yeah, you can. Long them, curse. As long as you don't disrespect me, let's talk. And we've always we have that line of communication. So foster homes are you supposed to be taking a kid away from a home that is uh, a supposedly abusive? Uh, uh, they're not being treated properly. They don't have they're being they're not being taken care of because there's not enough food. Uh, the lights being up. They're neglected or whatever. Brought into a system that makes them even more vulnerable. To this sex trafficking. And we got a story that's gonna come, y'all. It's gonna knock you off the off your feet because that, that was deep. I actually have an article that I was reading today regarding that, and I had to put it down several times because my heart sank because of the statistics. Um, let's talk about this uh Almighty Dollar. Everything that you list you listed, guns, drugs. Sex trafficking, all of these things. Oh, disease, we, we forgot to miss that, mention that one. But I'm a nurse, I'm going to mention that one. Disease, got, got some of these diseases man-made, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To make money. But you said to stimulate the economy. Listen to this. Profits from sexual labor are estimated to be 99000000000 not 9, million, billion dollars.
2: Oh my god. Think about how many industries don't have $99 million right. Right. industries. Right. What you have to understand when you start talking about this is the catalyst for uh, economic and uh, revenue, revenue flow and economic stimulus. OK, you have three primary ways of earning a living and supporting your family mm-hmm. in life. Period. Right. I don't care who you are. Okay. And right. I don't care how sweet they talk it up. Okay. You have number one, you earn a living. in a job. Now <laughs> that means you either have a job or you own a company. A business. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's how you earn a living. Okay. The second way is through subsidies. Yes. Some kind of way you're a former company, maybe you got hurt and somebody's taking care of you because they hurt you of companies taking care of you. Some sort of government subsidies, okay. whether it's uh food stamps, housing, whatever, whatever, blah blah. That's it. So the first one is you earn a living, the second one is you're subsidized by an entity, primarily the government. Okay. After that, it's crime. So if you don't have a job for whatever reason, and what you have to understand, there are historically groups that are underemployed and uh unemployed. And that's by a certain uh certain uh, structure and it's created and it's on purpose. Mm-hmm. But so you're going to have a certain group that is going to automatically be funneled towards criminal behavior. Right. So now what happens is I don't know anybody. Again, here's this moral myth that everything is based off of the moral and I never do it. I don't know anybody personally that will starve to death based on morality. Right. right. So at some point, if I can't go out and get it the way you're telling me I have to get it and then you won't help me, Right. I'm going to do what I can. What I got to do. Okay. And if you squeeze one area, I'm going to move to another area. Mm-hmm. And so right now, I'm finding out it's a whole lot less dangerous for me. It's a whole lot less costly for me to deal human life than it is to deal drugs. Wow. See, I get caught with an ounce. I can do 25 years. I get caught with a key. I can do life. Right. I can I can move some humans, get more money than In I can get. seven years. And get seven years. What do you think I'm going to do? I got to eat. I'm going to eat. Right. And then if I'm going to do something, this is how a lot of people think, if I'm going to do something that's going to jeopardize my freedom, I might as well go out loud. And then you cannot think from a psychological and sociological perspective that I can deal in human life as a commodity and not grow cold from it. So at some point, the life stops mattering it to, me. to me. That's Yep. It becomes a number. When I see a little girl walking down the street, I don't see what I they don't see what I see. Uh-huh. When I so, see a little girl, I immediately when I see a little kid bar a girl, I start thinking about the future. Yeah. Right. I start when I look at my kids, every time my kid walks by me, I see their future. Right. And I see the potential in them. And I say, Man, how am I going to help them? And when I see little kids that, that parents bring to me for whatever programs I have going on. I don't just see the kid. I they bring me a trouble kid.
0: Yes.
2: All I see is potential. But if a person is dealing in life like this, they don't see potential. They, see they can't afford to see potential. They can't afford to see the soul existing in the person. Yes. All they can see is the number. So everything has a number associated with it. So it means nothing. The only thing they think when a when a child dies or when a woman dies or a girl dies is I just lost a thousand dollars? I just lost however much they were going to get from. That's what they're looking at. Their bottom line. This is their product.
0: I, you know what? I, I'm, I'm reading. I'm listening. I was reading today, and I'm listening to you. The only thing kept coming to my mind is slavery.
2: It's a form of slavery. It's a form of slavery.
0: You, you, you sold black people for a dollar. You sold babies. You, right. I, it's the same thing. So it's just a different kind. Sex trafficking. We know that we do, now we do know, somebody type the loan, come in. Okay. <laughs> uh, we do know that we have people who are being trafficked for labor. But most of this trafficking is for sex. Right. right. And we know sex sales. We know we see sex everywhere. All on TV, all on magazine, magazines, all it's in the music. Everywhere. Music that y'all listen to is everywhere. So sex is a money making industry. So we got we got a 900 no 99 billion dollar industry. You said something earlier, Dr. Wallace, that the America, she gonna give her money. She need it, right? Right. So we, you said we had um guns. Number one industry Number one. in the world. Guns. Um We got drugs. What else we got that we
2: making money? Oh, I said
0: disease.
2: That's that's an industry nobody want to talk about. But yeah. since you brought it up, <laughs> it's uh, actually, if they qualified it the right way. The medical industry will be the biggest hustle, right? Globally, globally. it's a five hundred billion dollar right. industry, right? But see, it's legal, right? Even though we know that we're not treating causality, no, we're,
0: we're treating, treating symptoms.
2: symptoms. Okay, so anybody that obsesses as as a therapist, as a, co- as, mm-hmm. as a as a counselor, my goal is not to change the symptoms. See, when you go to the DSM and you start looking at these clusters Close. clusters of symptoms, yes. and and your diagnosing, number one is uh until probably 20, 20 25 almost 30 years ago, uh psych, psychologists and psychiatrists were the only professionals that were expected to diagnose their patients without actually, actually looking man. at where the <laughs> where the problem is coming from Yes uh, Dr. Daniel A Mann changed that when he started to do the scans right uh, and started to see that a lot of the problems weren't simply a mental issue. It was a brain issue as well. Mm -hmm. And we understand that different parts of the brain control different behaviors, different impediments, uh, and and different functions. Okay, so we understand that. Here's the thing that as long as we're treating symptoms, we're never curing, we're never healing. Right. We're only suppressing. And the suppressing of of a harmonious situation, health isn't about physicality only. It's not about mentality right. It's not about spirituality only. It's not about emotional, uh, uh, being emotional only. It's the holistic principle. God designed us to be holistically together. Yes. So if I have a problem mentally, it impacts me physically. If I have a problem physically, it impacts me mentally, emotionally, and spiritually all the way across the board. Right. Well, the medical industry knows this. And it's not by accident that in the last three years, over 100 homeopathic uh uh and uh naturopathic doctors have been murdered
0: you have you said I've, I've really been following that
2: yeah uh, over a hundred in yep. one summer 50 yep. one summer what was that 2016 mm-hmm. one summer 50 homeopathic doctors yes. were murdered and nobody I mean it made the news and some people who it went on said, real
0: quick and, and then, it was gone. And then it
2: was gone. And what you're doing is you're messing with a five hundred billion dollar industry. Yes. And we know people will disappear you when you we start messing you with a, that kind of money. A
0: cure for something that's making some money, save Dr. Saby.
2: Dr. Saby, and they got him. Yep. You know, I mean he made it a long way because he stayed under the radar he and people under, again. Yeah. but I really believe that left eye got killed because she put him on front. She the one brought him out. Nobody knew he was. I believe so, too. But she started going down there when she was trying to turn her life around, and she was having all of that. You know, she had a rage problem. Right. She's setting houses on fire and stuff. Yeah. She went down to him, and he told her it was her diet. And that he got to change her diet, and her temper changed. And all of a sudden, she started doing these videos before videos were popular. And she put him on Front Street. She ended up dead one visit down there to see him. Just one, yep. So you got to understand what's going on. So we talk about dirty dirty money. The medical industry is at the top of the list. Yes. Especially Big Pharma.
0: Big Pharma is making the money, doing it. They create disease for money. I was looking at um, Valtrix making $10 million a day. That's the drug to treat herpes. What was the hottest drug now? The drugs now, um, is uh, is still on top, but um, some of the HIV drugs are starting to take over. So it's it's amazing, like really. You you really learn a lot. When you when you but you gotta. And when they say put it in a book, gonna keep some people dumb. You gotta read. You, to read. you gotta turn off that crazy music. Turn off them reality shows and all of them shows, and just read it and see that you got a drug for HIV that will make it not even you not even test positive for it but you can't cure
3: it. I see something else sounds right to me.
0: You you have a drug for HIV that can make it disappear out your blood. But you gotta take it every day for the rest of your life.
2: But you can't find a cure for it. No, that's no long-term profit and cure.
0: Uh,
2: and so it's never going to be the aim of the people. Oh, uh, That's something Marion and I talk about a lot, too. We have these conversations. She's been real quiet over here. Because y'all got it. I'm about to pull you. I'm about to pull <laughs> Let's look at door. some of the comments and see what our people
0: saying. Because we don't just done. went <laughs> off in here. Um, Marion is on her way. I mean Marion. Yes. Nisi is on her way. So good. She'll be here. And um, we can talk from a victim's standpoint let's see what the people are saying on the video my comments stop' it's, it always frees up and then it'll go out so I have to use my phone so y'all excuse me for using my phone but let's see what they what they what are they saying any of your people commenting let's see. Sandra said this is a serious topic and a huge problem that needs to uh, needs immediate attention. Yes, Sandra, that's why we own this. Because we know that we have to talk about it and stop pushing stuff up under the rug. And and these topics, and, and let me tell you, the topics that are, are um, on the forefront now, they're affecting us as black people, as African-American people. And we're turning the blind eye. We're not even talking about these things. We have to talk about it. And I promise you to bring those hard issues to bounce back Mondays with Doctor B. We talk about it all. Pastor Chris has given me um, permission to talk about anything. And I told you I'm talking about talk about talk about it all. Sex, everything, uh, down low, homosexuality, whatever. We're gonna talk about everything. So we're trying to get it done. So we're going to talk about it. I, um, Brenda said, I've heard this several times before about the foster care. Yeah, Brenda, um, thanks for watching And I, I was literally devastated when I heard that about the foster care system, because you're thinking your children are supposed to be protected, and they're getting in there. And they are actually being uh, foster parents not only getting money from the government, they're making money off of those children. Going out once, selling drugs is one thing. Another thing that they do a lot in foster care. And then sex trafficking. Yeah.
3: But, I mean, also, we got to remember, because I work with young girls that are in the foster care system, and um, they eventually go to Harris County Juvenile, and some of these foster parents are actually raping these children and molesting these children. And they don't have a voice because they're already Mm -hmm. in trouble. Mm -hmm. So nobody's believing them that they're being abused in these homes. So... I don't believe in foster care. I wish we could all just have more adoptions versus the foster care system.
2: Uh, And you you also mentioned something uh, that's sort of tied into that, that some of the girls that you work with are being pimped by By their own fathers. Yeah.
3: Yes. Um, Brother Brown.
0: Brother Brown, I, I hear you. I hope you're still listening. He says that I'm not emotionally equipped to handle this topic, I am a father of a young queen, and if anything happens to my daughter, God be God be with them. I feel that way, and I'm one. the same way. I'm telling y'all. I told people if you want to see me go to jail, yeah, do something right. to my children.
3: Peace be still. I pray yes, my peace on me
2: every day. Send, put some money <laughs> on my commissary. Right. <laughs>
3: Put, put
0: some money on
2: my That's one of the problems that we have right now. We have been beat down. The people who have the conscious, the people who have the mindset of knowing what's right, what should be acceptable, not what is acceptable, right. but what, what should be acceptable, those people have been also the ones that have been beat down into compliance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And see, when you have been trained to be compliant, you think about whether I'm gonna do some jail time before you think about I'm finna take care of this. And I'll send a message and she'll tell you she's the same way. You fool around and touch one of I 13. Yeah. yeah. You gonna sleep. It's a lot ain't, about ain't no ands and buts about I, it. I'm gonna touch I'll do the time. I, yeah. I'm gonna touch you. <laughs> and I'll and I'll deal yeah. with the consequences later. Because no, I don't wanna do time. Yeah. No, I don't wanna no, I don't wanna die, but she knows I'll die for mine. That's right. I'll die for her. And I'll die for mine without a second thought. It's not something I got to think about. As a man, there's a standard I live by that says I'm responsible for protecting my kids and my wife and my house. And if you violate that, I have no choice but to erase you. you, So if you don't kill me, you dead. That's right. And then I'm going to go deal with them them, and see what they got to say about it, and I'll live with it. But That's I'm going right. to have trained the other men in my family, so now that I going you're responsible for stepping up in the
3: next one. So why do we have men on social media now making light of sex trafficking?
0: Right. Because they have been taught
3: to be compliant,
0: and and watch this go on. We not off- shout. <laughs> 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 we don't <went> win our video. <laughs> So look, they have been taught to be compliant mm-hmm. and to accept this. Like that ain't my business. I am your business, and if we take it that on that mentality. Then
2: we'll be a better people. Stop and turning the blind eye to the stuff that's going on. Right. Right. We need There's to be take better care of each other. Right. Yes. Well, see, that's the individualism we've been conditioned into. Right. Yes. In a Eurocentric culture, we are an Afrocentric people yes. who by nature care about the people around us. Right. But we've been conditioned into an individualized mindset that says it's just about me. If it doesn't bother me, right. it's, it's not about business. And so no one is actually caring until now. We'll go. Oh my God. We'll we'll put the, Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. will oh,
3: we'll say prayers. I'm, I'm in prayers. Everything
2: prayers. is a simple escape and a right. way of getting away from the responsibility of being actually involved. If people thought, I don't know. See, I grew up in a neighborhood with a bunch of poor people. It was so poor that we were poor, but we were considered the richest poor people in yes. the neighborhood. Yes. Okay. So what happened is. If you came into that neighborhood, my parents knew every person on the street, every person down the other street. They knew them by name. They walked down to each other's house and talked to each other. If you went into a neighborhood where you could be three streets over from your house, but the people on that street knew you and somebody pulled up to you and tried to make you get in the car, they would walk out on their porch and say, Ricky, baby, do they know your mama? Yes let me call, let me call earnestly and let them know these people trying to pick you up. Ooh, they don't pull yes. out. That's the kind of thing we don't have now. Nobody knows, you know, we were talking about this. You know, how many of our neighbors we know and it ain't because we're not friendly. Right. But you know, we live in this culture where everybody's keeping to themselves, everybody doesn't want to upset nobody. And the thing is, we have become so individualized that we literally have this powerful force of apathy. Yes. That just, I, I see it happening to you. And that's something inside of me deep that
3: says it's not
0: right, but I really don't feel it. Uh, you know what? I'm not I'm not that turn the blind eye, turn the other cheek. Uh, and, and and I have a friend, and I just saw she's listening, but she don't stay here. She stays a little way, and that was a situation. And she was just talking to me about it. while she was talking about it, I was putting on my shoe. She had no idea I was putting on my shoe. I said, what you want me to do? She said, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. I said, what you want me to do? And she's like, um Excellent. I said, text me the address because you don't know. Let me tell you what you want me to do. Text me the address. Mm-hmm. And I drove a 45 minute ride took me about 25 oh
3: minutes.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, on that bellway. I had it open up. And when I got to the location, I zoomed by because I saw the location and I say, okay, I'm here. You got to be kidding me.
3: Yeah.
2: I say,
0: I got you. You my yes. sister, I
3: got you.
0: What
2: In you
3: want
2: me to do? Way. yes. We gotta have that same mindset because see yeah. if you go off into the black community, you got a bunch of young brothers who'll do that, but they're doing it for the wrong reason. They will not ride with your brothers. Up. Yeah, and, yeah. Pull up and shoot up a house. house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I, I've said, I've said I've said this before. Huh, Nisi. Okay. Okay. You like it? I'm a lock.
0: Leave it open. He here and I'm, I'm good. I got okay, my
2: stuff. Yeah. Oh, you got your, your what? Four five? Nine. nine? Okay. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> okay. Oh, we real good Yeah, <laughs> oh, we real good. we definitely good. Yeah. Okay.
0: It's
2: a lot of heat in here. I got somebody else coming. Yeah, but... But... but and so my whole thing is... One of the things that I do with young black males Mm -hmm. is to re-socialize them Mm -hmm. into an idea of what it really truly means to be a man. Yes. What it means to be a man. Number one rule. In the 11 principles is you never bring harm to a woman, right? You never ever bring harm to a woman, you never you bring harm to a child, you never ever take advantage of someone who is vulnerable to you. Your responsibility yeah. as a man before becoming a provider is yeah. a protector, yeah. You protect your number one responsibility, yes. You you need to be a provider, yes. But see, the one thing that and I tell them I said sometimes it gets hard because they'll make it hard for you as a black man, to right? Be a provider. Right, they purposely. Got you underemployed and overemploying the women. Yes. Because they made you a commodity and you are less respected by someone that makes more than you. It's by purpose. But let me tell you something where you can still win with the woman and show you got something. Yeah. See, you can be broke and protect the woman. Yes. yes. You can be broke and cover a woman. Oh, here's here's another one. You can be broke and cover a woman in prayer. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes.
2: See, there's a way to show a woman how valuable she is. Respect her. (laughs) Right off the okay. bat. And so when she's sitting up and she's like, she said, Do you believe this guy's on here making jokes? I said, because he doesn't have any respect for himself. Yeah. He doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know his role. See, when you know your role as a man, you're number one. I get offended by anyone who brings harm to me. And she can't it ain't just her. Right. And it ain't just my daughter, Right. But see, my daughter see me. Yes. Now obviously their mother is number one. Right. Then that then come my daughter. Right. And they all know. And and, and they'll tell you, I'm married, I'm married, my oldest. She married her first. Mm-hmm. My second married her first. Yes. My third, I don't know what she gonna do. Yeah. But I ain't had no babies come in. Right. I had none of that, and I, and and it's not that I'm speaking down on having baby stuff happen. Right. I had some kids. Yeah. Yes. So I, as a man, I had a kid young, and we were talking about this earlier. I don't judge women on a different platform. Right. I don't judge your sex and make my sex good. Right. In fact, I was harder on my sons right. about sexual activity than I was my daughter. I feel like I've treated my daughters in a way that when they do decide to do it, that's their decision, but they're going to be they with somebody know. that's really treating right. them real. like they're supposed to be treated. But what has to happen is you've got to have a natural understanding of who you are. Yes. And and see. If you can have a heart as a young black male, then I'm finna go die for this color. Yeah. I'm finna go die for this block. I'm finna go die for this dude that started some stuff he shouldn't have started and got everything all riled up. I'm finna go die, but you can't die for the black woman. You can't hold the black yeah. woman. You can, And the whole thing is, we're never going to get any higher than our women lift us spiritually. Y'all are powerful yes. as spiritual beings, and, and, and we're never going to get this any further than our black men lead That's us. That's right. If we can't stand up and lead, we're lost. If we don't put a united front in the black community says, touch a black woman, we're going to light you up. And that's right.
0: And that's what she said. They are, i seen jokes about sex traffic. i seen a meme. It's not
3: funny.
0: i seen a meme today. And I reported it. I'm like, but why would you amend? Because you have to prove the post for the group?
3: Yeah.
0: Why would you approve that? I was like, right. and I
3: sent a message.
0: Why would you approve this? Because that's that's pretty much saying it's okay to sex traffic. Right. And then when I look at all the men, they got pictures of these brothers. Watch out for this guy because he's sexy he's he's snatching young girls. Right. Like and he's a black man. And I'm like, dude, really? And I was looking for the statistics and I don't know if you have it, but I'm gonna do I'm gonna look now. What what's the, the nationality of the
2: victims? Predominantly what I found, I don't think I have it here, predominantly uh Latino and black.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh there are white girls that get caught up in it, uh especially trouble white teens. Mm-hmm. Uh white teens that end up in the foster system, runaways, runaways get caught up in it, mm-hmm. but targeted yeah those who are going to cause the less problem if they come up missing. Because nobody
3: cares about the brown skin people.
2: Right. And so you got blacks at the top. You Think about it. Uh, in 2015, the number was 64,000. Mm-hmm. 64,000 black women and girls missing, missing. in America. But That's now 75,000. Yes. And so... Okay, they're not just falling off the map, right? Okay, and nobody's talking about it because we can say we love our women, but if you're sitting up and saying 75,000 of them just disappeared and there's not an uproar, I talked about this earlier on a video that I put up on YouTube. And my thing is, you got 75,000 women missing. And all we want to do is have a little conversation, talk about it, put a post up. There has to be a protocol in place within the black community. And I know we're talking about this as a whole, but within the black community, there have to be certain protocols in place. All other races have protocols and agendas that they operate by. So when something happens, you don't have to think about what you're going to do. You know what you're going to do. Every time a young black unarmed man gets shot, we lose our mind and we go haywire. And we have no actual actions in line of what we're going to do about it. When a young black child comes up missing, we thought posting it on there and just hoping somebody sees them because we have no protocols in place about what we need to do when a black child comes What are we going to do the first hour? What's the second hour? What's the third hour? How fast can we mobilize? Who can we call? The other thing is, and we've been talking about this, is we putting black men on the street armed. I was just thinking that in, in my mind. We we, we putting black hey, men on the street. What yeah. it? This oh. is this wear punk did it in Chicago? Yeah.
0: Who else is it?
2: Oh, but we we brother Barry, where we, are they? We, we're working, and obviously I'm not gonna call no brothers' names, on okay. him, but I've been working with some brothers for about a year. Okay. And we've been talking, we're armed and literally patrolling areas that are hot, yeah. looking for and hoping. We find somebody trying to take one of them babies. Cause we gonna, ain't, ain't no we going to hold you to the cops We light right. you, we light you up, light them up. We light you up, and that's what. But we need more black men that's willing to do. I don't care. You know my thing is last thing I want to do is leave my beautiful wife right behind. But I would be a, a I would be a I would be a failure as a model to our son if I she sit up sit and, there, see and see this go down and don't do that
0: you see this going on, but you say, "No, nah, we're not gonna get
2: involved." I mean, and, 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 Are you kidding and, me? And, and my hero was Malcolm. Yeah, my But I got, I got respect for the, yes, the, indeed the the, the the Martin that the last year. Yes, yeah. The Martin who decided, wait a minute, I've been doing this wrong. It's by about integration. It's about it's reparations. About yeah. It's about money. Yes. It's about ownership. Yes. It's about giving us our check. Yes. And, oh, you know, the one they say, we can't let this one live. We got to kill we it. Kill the mouth it. of this look there and new. Yes. If I speak the truth, they're going to come from me. But I, I got to speak to the mega Edwards, Edwards with a wife and four kids at home yes. that knew if I keep speaking like this down in this town yes. in, in, in rural Mississippi, they're going to come after me that sit up and did that because he knew it was going to ignite something. we still yes. talking about these people yes. because they stood up and they didn't back down. And that's my thing. People said you putting the target on my, well, i tell you what. I stop being a man when I start backing down and worrying about About what what people going to do. do. And and she used to be real upset with me because I would talk about death. My thing is, I ain't trying to die. I'm trying to live to be 100, at least. least. That's my thing. I want to live to be 100. I want to really enjoy the life we're building together. And I want to... Live long enough to put this real side of thing together that we're building for our children. Yes. But at the same time, if I don't set an example of manhood that says you can't touch my, no living
0: is in my anyway. All right?
2: You know, if anybody can walk up and just go off and then the first thing I'm to do, well, I just want to say that I, I, I pray for them and I forgive them. No, I forget. I'm a me and, me, me and God. Really, we're gonna have to work. We're gonna have yeah, to work on forgiving this thing know, out know, when know, it's know, all know, said and done. You yeah. are like God. you ain't nobody. I'm sorry. I will take care of I'm gonna forgive you after I kill you. Yeah, <laughs> when, when i, I consider, not, yeah. yeah, once I settle the store, I, I, I'm, good. I, I'm good. You know, but my thing is, you know, calming it down for a second. But the whole thing is, until we have men on the street, on the street, that are willing 10? to light you up for messing with our women and our children and our elderly, mm-hmm. and, and sitting up and thinking you can do it and get away with it. Yes. Until we got, until we have an actual team. Uh, not only guys who are patrolling the street, but a team of uh, 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 that 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 will have something to do with uh, intelligence. Yes. In other words, we can track you and find you. So we yes. come in to get you after the fact. Right. You might have got them off the street, but we come in to find them. We find, you. The we find you, we get in the kids, and they'll find you. Yes. That's the kind of mindset we got. And don't tell me we don't have it. We have the strongest yeah, people it. on the yeah. planet. Yeah. We're we yeah. we we the brilliant.
0: We're the So my
2: whole thing is, when are we, we going to stop?
0: So when are we going
2: to stop sacrificing
0: our women and our kids for the sake of peace that we all have anyway? We ain't going to get it nowhere. way. Th- that's my point. Wow. Okay, y'all, listen. It's hot up in here today. We're talking about sex trafficking. We're talking about, uh, we got Dr. Wallace in here, we have his wife in here. We're talking about protecting our girls mostly, 99%, and boys too, because they're being trafficked as well. The number is. I need y'all to call in. I see all these comments. I got all these texts. Ask this question. I got your question coming up. Uh, call in. The number is at the top of the uh, video, 346-320-2103. Grab your phone. I forgot to grab it. Call in if you have any questions, comments about sex trafficking. And our second guest, Lisa. She's on her way. Um, She's actually a survivor of sex trafficking and her story is amazing um, we're going to share it, I want you to call in if you have any questions comments about this topic sex traffic, I want you to share this video, share it with your, uh, start watch parties share it with your friends share it with your family, share it in your groups, um, I do realize that it's going to get booted out of some groups because some groups don't want no controversy right. and uh, Sex trafficking is controversial right now. I can't understand that for the life of me. But whoever it is, just tell me so I can make sure I don't join the group and I can uh, report the group because they ain't what they need to do. We need to we need to be raising awareness, right. educating, and then we need boots on the ground like Dr. Wallace said to protect. If you see something going on, do not turn the blind eye. I ain't telling you to do what old Crazy Bridget would do. You know, I'm blowing my horn. I'm hollering. Uh, leave her alone. I'm going yeah. to draw attention to you. And do what I can. I'm not going to turn a blind eye. I'm not going to keep going. That ain't my business. No, we have to take care of ourselves because nobody else is doing it. When I, I looked up, I asked about the statistics of the race um, of the victims of sex trafficking. And so I looked at it. I looked it up. But I already knew, you know, but i like, you know, I don't, want you, I don't want to give you what I think. I want to give you statistics. Uh, because you know, I, I already know. You know, I, we deal. I deal with healthcare, and I always giving out a bad news about the statistics. So this one is deep. But I'm gonna give it to you in a minute. Let's see who we have on the line. Thank you for calling Bounce Back Mondays with Dr. B. You on the line. Who's who's calling? Hi, Dr. B. My name is Clarence Brown. I'm actually watching the. Ah, um... uh, I'm What's glad. Up, What's hey, up? brother. I'm glad you stayed on. I read your comment. I feel
2: you. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it, it's it's real I I'm I'm i really good friends of Dr. Wallace and we all share the same standpoint. i I turn the whole world upstead of burning
1: everything to mind. So uh, I it, it's it's real. Cool,
0: you'll chill out here. <gasps> Go ahead, I'm
1: listening.
0: <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah, you can oh, hear you hear me. Okay. All right, Israel. So um, <laughs> uh, I wanna ask you like Doctor Wallace if you could uh, enlighten us on this uh,
1: sex trafficking in religion because um, those of us who are uh, well aware of this, um, this actual topic know that uh, a good portion of this um, is really deep embedded in the Catholic church and uh and then some other mirrors of
0: the world so we got to that. Topic. Okay. Um we're gonna do it um uh, and I'm gonna hang up the line so we can do it and if you wanna call back in you can thank you all right let's now
2: we're talking about we're talking about a history lesson so we have to understand is one of the reasons why you're finding that there's not a lot of heavy sensing uh, when it comes to sex trafficking is because it's tied to uh, Eurocentric pedophilia mm-hmm. and Eurocentric pedophilia can be traced back to the Roman Catholic Church beyond. Yes. Uh it was considered something where well, we considered abnormal behavior Uh, it wasn't necessarily considered that way. You can look at the church art. I was telling Marion about this the other day. You can look up church art. And it's it's, it's there in the art. Uh, Homosexuality, pedophilia, and uh, a lot of aberrant behavior. So that's that. So trafficking has taken place and the church is still doing it. That's not something they're obviously going to look at. And that's something that you could easily get, get a contract put out on you. If you could really point to some of the, Skeletons in the closet where some of the bodies are hidden. But the truth of the matter is that it has a long history attached to the church. And one of the reasons why the church is experiencing such a pushback and an exodus now is because the church doesn't want to deal with its demons. Yes. Uh, The church doesn't want to deal with the skeletons in the closet. The church wants to appear pure uh, and not look at a lot of the damage that's been done. It's something that I have been pushing for for quite some time. And uh, I've had my life threatened. I've had I've been blackballed in most churches. Uh, you know, left, left, luckily I have some people who really care and love about the truth, uh, and I'm able to share with them and visit with them. And do my my thing is about power, empowerment, uh, and equipping people to win. And you know, my thing is if you're in a situation where you are not, for instance, edu- education. Uh, we don't educate our kids to win. We educate our kids to obtain academic skills uh, that work to plug them into mm-hmm. corporate America mm-hmm. uh, where they're exploited in corporate America. Uh, they're not paid nearly what they're worth. They're not given the security for the work and the commitment and the loyalty that are given the companies. We train them. If you look at most schools, especially schools that were built up until about 2005, architecture's changed a little bit since then, but if you look at schools that were built up to about 2005, then go and compare the building structure to the old industrial plants that used to be in the community, like car making plants in Detroit, uh, cereal plants, all kinds of different plants where people got jobs and worked in the plant. Schools look just like the plants. Mm-hmm. Why? Because the school reports the, the child reports to a school. When the bell rings, you go to a class. The workers report to a plant. When the uh the clock when the clock hit, hits, you go report to your phone. The teachers are your foreman's, you're being trained how to assimilate into a corporate structure. Yes. It was corporate America that went to the federal government and said that we're finding it hard to train these people and pull them in and get them to work. We need them to be more educated into training and learning. That's where the public system, public school system came from, was for educating children to become adults who could work in those plants. And so, public that's why you're seeing the demonetization and the defunding of public schools now, because the game has changed. Yes. The plants are gone. The plants, gone. The plants they are gone. The all are gone. So there's a demonetization, and now you got a rise of charter schools and private schools. Mm-hmm. What's going to actually happen, and we were talking about this earlier, is the charter schools are now handpicking the cream of the crop. Yeah, you got so, to meet a special requirement right. to get in. So, so they're taking the cream of the crop from the public schools. Now the public schools cannot meet the standard, and they're being... Uh, having their accreditations pool and, and then the
0: coming to take in and take over. Right. And, and then turned funds. into charter.
2: Yeah. So either the school is completely shut down or it's turned into a yes. charter. But yeah. well, what's gonna happen is when enough of the public school systems have been shut down and discredited. Like they're trying to jack HISD. Yes. Right now. Right now. Okay. Yeah. What happens is they're gonna shut down a lot of schools. Yes. They're gonna close a lot of them. Then the rest of the schools are going to be highly focused on charter because they're going to produce the numbers that will justify the funding coming there. Yes, and, and of course you can do that because you just went and picked all the high-performing students to have in your, your school. You hand pick them. Uh, and then what happens is after they get to a certain point, you're going to find what nobody's ready for them. Yep. And that's they're going to stop funding charter schools because they're not required by the government or so the Constitution to even do it. To do again. it. Yeah. Because there's no Constitution that says public education is a right. And so what's gonna happen is all schools are gonna be privatized. So now we're actually educating for profit. Yep. And and, and so again, guess who's gonna suffer the most? Black people. And when you cannot, yes. and when you're not properly educated, and I'm not talking about with a degree, I'm talking about my ever my definition for education has always been when I wrote Miss Education yes. of Black Youth in America, mm-hmm. my, my, my definition of education is to prepare a child to go out into a world in which they are in which that a world that is inherently Mm -hmm. hostile towards them and not only compete but win. Win. So you prepare Mm -hmm. them and empower them. That means far more than academic skills. First and foremost before you get to academic skills, a kid has to know life
0: skills. Identity. identity.
2: Self-identity. If I don't have self-identity, I don't have self-love. Yes. If I don't have self-love, I can't see myself in a place any further than somebody else tells me I can be. And as long as I don't have self-love, you can tell me what I've worked. You can tell me anything. And you can tell me what I can do. And so I don't want to dominate this because we've been waiting on on, 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 (laughs) on, this this young lady lady to come in and share our story because I think she's going to provide a very enlightening uh, perspective. People need to see a voice. People need to see a face. People need to see something other than statistics. We Mm -hmm. put numbers on things and we lose sight of the fact. And I was explaining this to Mary and then I'm going to turn it back over to you. I was explaining this to Mary, maybe it was this morning or yesterday. That one of the biggest problems we have is that we don't have a face on it. It's it's all numbers. Mm-hmm. We got statistics, and so when someone says something, they see a statistic and they can't connect to it. So that's this growing apathy for it because I don't understand it. And I can't see it, and so you have. But uh, what they don't really see, and this is the big part, with what you went through, mm-hmm. it was traumatic for you, mm-hmm. and people might get that. People see that and say, "Oh my God, yeah. that's hard." Yeah. Bless her heart. What they didn't see is how it tore a family up. Right. Mm-hmm. What they right. didn't see is that some people that we're not going to meet tonight right. are still in need of counseling and probably didn't get it. Right. right. And that that is is a is a downward spiral. Let, spiral. Let me show you how. She has a brother. I don't know if she does, but I'm saying just using her as an example. Mm-hmm. Yes. She has a brother who totally loses it because his sister is gone. And then when she finally comes back, he hears the stories about what she's doing. He's traumatized. Right. Now he goes to school. He acts out. Because he's a black boy, they're gonna automatically classify him as oppositionally defined. Yeah. And so now they're gonna start putting him on medication. The same psychotropic medications that his dad is probably in prison for for selling.
3: Okay. There you go. Because
2: it's one mile, uh Riddle, really, one Ad- molecule Ad- of Ad- Ad- being cocaine. Adderall. Uh, another one, <coughs> Adderall. They're gonna put off from being cocaine. cocaine. Okay. Okay, so now. You, you, you got into that, so you got him doped up and sit down for, to do something that he was never meant to do in the first place. So he was never meant to sit down between the ages of 4 and 10. They need to the be acting, they need to be moving, way. they need to be singing, they need to be up He's and touching, good. they need to experience and think and, and touch things. things. Mm-hmm. You know? And so what, what what you've done is you're asking a 5-year-old, is, is the age they start doing this to him, at 5, you're asking him to sit up and do something that a 20-year-old has trouble doing. Right, right. And then you sit up and say his opposition will fire. Be fired. Because we know now that 70% of the teachers in the public school system are middle aged white women who have a natural fear of him. I'm, like, yeah. I'm talking about at five years old. Yes. They're afraid of him. Yes. And so they want to get him qualified, uh, qualified in some way as being special needs to get him out of the classroom. Right, But you're also going to alienate him. Now he's going to go out at some point and do something he probably shouldn't do, harm somebody else. Now they're affected.
1: Yep. Yeah. And, and it then keeps it
2: keeps going it. down the line and it all happened because somebody didn't look out or somebody mm-hmm. wasn't caring. Somebody saw it and didn't say it didn't anything. Say somebody anything. said something's weird about what's going on over there. But not my business. Right.
0: Yeah.
2: And we've got to get away from that. we, we got to get care. away
0: from that. We're gonna we're gonna raise awareness. And that's that's why I wanted Dr. Wallace on the show so we can talk about the statistics, talk about the issue, talk about the problem. But I wanted to bring Ms. Nisi Hamilton on the show to talk about her experience, live and live in color. Uh, A beautiful young lady who experienced sex trafficking. Welcome, ma'am. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for being on Bounce Back Mondays with Dr. B. I'm so glad that you can make it. How was your other event? Oh my god, it was amazing. I am so tired. Those kids, it's <laughs> been
4: crazy. I came here with my. You got your son. Oh All my right. god! I stand right. it for the first time in All my right. life. I'm 32 years old, so I thank you guys for allowing me to have that experience and stuff.
0: Because well, he been holding it down. We been going at it. And no, get, I
4: can tell. It's I'm, raw up here. In here. I'm in here like, hold on. <laughs>
0: With some passion around yes it. yes you know I'm listening so. so tell us about tell us about you who is Missy Hamilton oh man that is a loaded
4: question yes um I'm just discovering myself okay when when I was born uh my mother left me in the hospital so I don't know if my name is my name or if my birthday is my birthday yeah. but I just roll with it mm-hmm. and you know the the thing about being about having that encounter with learning who you are is experiencing the Bible because in the Bible you wasn't a game changer until you became a name changer. Yeah,
3: right.
4: So all my life my family called me Niecy and I'm thinking you know the normal N-I-E-C-Y mm-hmm. till I had that you know one experience with God where I get so upset with him and I'm like okay hold on dude you, you gotta come back rewind let's back this up what's really going on and so when I look up the word Niecy and mm-hmm. I'm like, man, yes. God is my God. Oh, so I yes. go back and then I look at the origin, the Hebrew origin, yes. the Jewish origin, because I wanted to make sure I'm like, God, let's make this, let's make sure that this is what this is, because this is a Holy Ghost experience that I'm experiencing with you. And and people forget that God will, you know, impartation is real. Yes. It's necessary. Yes. That's right. where we get passion from, yeah. is impartation. Yeah. Right. And when you experience in that spiritual moment of impartation, he will drop what I call success, success. nuggets. Mm-hmm. And those success nuggets are very, very important because that's that's your time right. when your spirit is so keen, where you yeah. can hear everything that the Lord is trying yeah. to tell mm-hmm. you at this you yes. know, particular moment. And I was so keen. I was eager to learn. After I learned, okay, Nisi, he went back and he said, okay, to make sure you know it's real, then he gave me, um, he said, I'm a father to the fatherless. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when he gave me that, I'm going through my life like, oh, okay, I ain't never met my daddy no way. So yeah. it's got to be true. Yeah. You know, I got yeah. to be related <laughs> to this. That's why I thought that's my dad. You know, <Yeah. laughs> yeah. like yeah. dad. yeah. you know he's he, daddy guy well, to me. You know, I, I, I tell people all the time, you
2: know. There's a difference between religion and yes. having a direct Absolutely. relationship with God. Absolutely. your relationship with God is like any other relationship. It hasn't started until y'all had y'all first. Yes, yes. that is so, so true. true. You know, that is everybody's talking around it. Oh my God, yes. we don't say
4: that. We don't we don't
2: talk say don't like that. you like got- uh, uh, no, that? And, and,
3: and, and,
2: and like, <laughs> you know. Don't question God, I'm like, what? But, they, but they, but they, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, Jesus you know, questioned all the prophets. So y'all say, <laughs> you, know, you know, you talk about David? David used to say, David, but my whole thing is, you know, David's in a position where he, is, Saul is trying to kill him, Give right? Him, yeah. And when he writes to God, is, hey, Look, what's up with all this? Oh, what's going on? He said, You, you, you told me you enjoy praise. You, you told me you inhabited. praise. praise <laughs> but then what David? But Just what David told him. I can't, you from the grave. I can't praise you from the grave. So what oh, you gonna do about it? This? Okay. And then later on, he has to come back and say, although I walked through the valley of the church. why because when I told him I needed him, yeah. He can't do see you got these disagreements. Oh, Moses and God went at it. Yeah, God, they went the, at it. The children of Israel would have been gone a long time ago Moses hadn't received it several times. Yes. They'd sit up there and say, No, hold on, wait a minute, Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute.
0: A 35-day journey
2: took 40 years. Really, Moses? Really, Moses? <laughs> but, 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 but what I'm saying is, if, I mean, me and my dad had some real serious conversations right. when I was growing up. We had some disagreements. We had, well, I don't understand where that's coming from. You to tell me something. Yes. I am not that compliant. I'm just going to do it. What, what do you mean? Yeah. Now, you're going to have me sitting there all this time. Now, you tell me I ain't supposed to be here. What's up? Right. You, you know, I need some understanding, but that moment, Mm-hmm. Where you actually sit up and say, "How long do? Wait a minute, right?" That he said, "Now nah, I can talk to you, right?" Because now you're not emulating a relationship mm-hmm. with me. You got a you're coming at me, and I ain't. Mad. My whole thing is, you, you you don't really know God if you're thinking God is looking to punish you, no, or looking to destroy you. You can't right. possibly know no. God and the consciousness and the power of God that resides in you. That's what when when Christians get to talk to me, I say. You're a Christian by name only. Yeah, and It's something that I, you never hear me. To
4: be Christian is to be Catholic for number one. Number right. two, I'm right. not Christian, I'm Jewish. If you right? to,
2: Hebrew, see,
3: I'm all
4: close.
2: the way See, now you got to have some history. Yes. Okay.
4: You got to have a history. Okay. We
2: can't
0: do that in here. Okay. Okay. Well, well, we can't do that. That's a different show? Because yeah. we ain't going to get to this because <laughs> baby, that was Jesse. Yeah. So you, see, you gotta have, some, you man, gotta have come some. On. But what did I just talked about. Yes. Did I just not yes, talk
2: about identity? Yes, you did. When you don't know
0: who
2: you are. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You already a lost. Do you know kind of way? You know who you are. You had that conversation with God. You had that conversation with your dad Yeah, I did. And he came down, he told me the
4: truth, and he helped me to understand who I was in my position, in my place. And then once I understood that about myself, then instead of looking at the Bible like it was a book, I started looking at it like it was yes. a history lesson yes. for yes. me. So then I started, then once it became a history lesson, then it became leadership lessons. So these like were lessons from leaders. So I started going through my own history to see which leader my life emulated the most so I could figure out how to not do it the wrong way oh, and then how to oh, do yes. it the right way. Yes. Right. And so the first leader that a bell to me was Rahab. Mm. Okay. Oh. Rahab was so wait, rahab. she was a whore?
1: That's I mean, what they say, right? She
4: was, say was a whore. Rahab, rahab was a whore in the Bible. You know I many
0: lessons. was a, a okay. prostitute. Yeah, okay. yeah.
2: a she
4: a was sex trafficked. Yes. And Rahab, through her sex trafficking, the Bible says specifically yeah. that her house was in the wall oh. of Jericho. That yeah. means that She's when the king's men, when everybody came in to just Picture oh, them, Like God. how we have uh, big homes and then there's the gate. Yeah. Uh, as soon as you come through the gate, her house was the first house yes. you, would, yeah. you would get to. And one of the things that God pointed out to me, only the Holy Spirit could point this out to me. He said that out of all the men that she was sleeping with, they were too becoming historians. Because usually, this goes with any woman. Whenever a woman sleeping with a man, Typically, that man is gonna tell her everything Everything. that's going on. So the very thing that was set up, the very thing that was that Satan meant to kill Rahab was the very thing that saved Rahab because what Rahab did was when she seen Joshua and Caleb and them come through, she said, "Hold on, I know y'all." My people know y'all. My people scared of y'all. What y'all doing over here? See, she brought the conversation to them. To them. Uh-huh. And so then she was able to come up with a conclusion. Okay, well, I know you're here for something because my people scared of you. So what can I bargain with you before we even get this, yeah, this thing started? All right. yep. And so Joshua is looking like, well, hold on. I can... I, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to have to run away from y'all. Are you sure? this serious. you sure you want to do business? She's like, yeah, I want to do business with you. Here's what I'm willing to do. And so Joshua goes, well, what do you want in return? And she said, all I want is for you to save my family. In that very moment, Rahab, who was not only a prostitute but a victim of human trafficking became a war hero and a war strategist. She became the first African American woman to have a voice during a time where women were not yes. allowed to have a seat at the table. Yes. She gave us our seat at the table. The second one who was the victim of human trafficking was Esther.
0: Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my, God. Yeah. Oh my
3: God.
4: Esther came through and see and see and when I talk to my girls that are coming out, I tell them all the time, I said, well, you know, you really want to know how the strip club work. Go, go ask basti why, she didn't, that's it, that's right, why she didn't drop it like it was hot for the king and then go ask Esther why she dropped it like it was hot for the king because if taking off your draws cannot save your whole entire generation of people—they put your drawers back on. on. You know, That's right. Put your drawers back on, baby. Because if you ain't not here rescuing the so for real, yeah, yeah they were so saved. She was she saved. Got, yeah. But Rahab got saved through her husband, uh, who was an Israelite man. She worshiped the moon God, which goes back to the Bible so when it says that God is no respect of a man. See, he, see, the thing about God is he's not going to correct himself. He said, I'm not going to apologize I'm not going to apologize, yes. gonna apologize for not. no yeah, I'm not apologizing for nothing. I'm, I'm not taking yes. this back.
2: But how I'm how many, a God who
4: cannot lie. Yes.
2: But how many people have been convinced to apologize for the gift, right? Like, mm-hmm. How many people Constantly. because they don't have a relationship, right. they, they don't, don't know who they are. You, you know I You know, and I'm gonna
4: tell you a, a success secret because I know people always ask me like, Nisi, how did you get out? How did you do this? How did right. you? One of my success secrets I'm gonna give you guys this for free because it's gonna be in the book. Is that the minute how I became attractive to everybody is when I started to heal. Amen, Amen, sister. Forgiveness is the Amen. key. Man, when I tell you, when I can look at the man who was trafficking me and say, you know what, brother, I love you and I forgive you. Mm-hmm. That's when that's when God started paying attention to me. He said, do it so that they'll know that you are my child. That's Don't right. do it so that you can get a, a like on Facebook so that people can pat you Amen. on your back. Uh, I got people flying in from New York, Los Angeles, uh, Washington, D.C., you name it. People that I wouldn't have even been in contact with on my own saying, you know what, Nisley, We're paying attention to you. Oh, no, we know who you are. There are people that are speaking up for me who I do not even say, oh, it's okay for you to speak up for me. And none of that. Right. I didn't
1: ask for right. none of that. Right. That's, all,
4: that's all God because he wants the glory. And he got the mm-hmm. one and He going to get it. Because God wants a tribe. He wants a people that he can trust with trouble. And if yes. God, can trust, yes. yes. and God can trust you with trouble, just every time trust you with trouble, have several yes. seats. There, how I got into the activism it, part of human trafficking is when I noticed that every time we saw something human trafficking, it only had a white face to it. People automatically That's thought right. that it only happened to white girls. And when I went back uh, and did research, I um, said, well, listen, I said, well, listen, <laughs> said, well, listen wait a minute. Uh, I am I'm, uh, I'm under the impression that the reason why white people don't have a history is because they've never been oppressed. So number one, what you will not do is send your people wow. into my community to talk to African American girls who have been oppressed about human trafficking only to make them feel more or less valuable wow. because they cannot live up to your expectations for success. That's why wow. we just cannot do that. Right. So right. I said, you know what? I can't give Satan that kind of claim. And I, you know, I, my wife, listen, i got some bomb-ass right. white friends. You right. hear me? They listen to me and they understand exactly what it is what I mean. Because right. I'm like, listen. And they'll say, let me see, I've never been through anything like that. Exactly. That's the reason why you shouldn't have this conversation. You can
0: you listen, listen to me. But you can know how you cannot
4: assess, value you can't even tell me you how to get explain. out or get healed, you can't tell me nothing, You're the greatest gift. And they are my friends. Yes. The greatest gift they ever been able to give me was to use their privilege to make sure I had a seat yes. at the table. That's right. And you know what? When they friends and they love you, that's what they're supposed to do. That's right. That's what right. they're supposed, what they supposed right. to do. That's and right. we were talking, <coughs> excuse me, I was talking to my friends the other night, and they were saying, you know, hey, you know, we had uh, another young lady. She was Caucasian, loving to the death, uh, you know, know of her mother and of her situation as well. You know, I said, okay, well, she went to, um, to Washington, not Washington, D.C., but to the White House. Meet Trump, who's our first lady of the United States, is also a victim of human trafficking, and she's yes. never talked about her own story, right. Or what it means to her because it's my thing, are, right you know, she's she is a male or the body, being a male or the body is an element of human yes. trafficking, yes. and so and what I learned from that, that's how
2: she got to the United together. States, yes. right? Kidding. So
4: it's like she, you know, because the issue has never been addressed. Because see, what I tell you, God on well, his glory, you gotta be equipped to go back and get people. That's see, true. this is about the 21st century Moses. Mm-hmm. Okay, see, we have we had Moses, then we had Rahab, then we had Harry hey, Tubman, then we <laughs> had I Wells. Now not we're not like Nisi Him. I'm got baby, 21st century <laughs> Moses. I ain't gonna sleep on it. I'm ready for this. Do you understand? Yes, ma'am. So I said they were like, Well Nisi, you know, we, we, we got to the White House. I said, Yeah, y'all been. <laughs> yeah, but y'all been there. Yeah. I could see if a Mexican went, went to, and a black, you know, it was it was so generalized to where it only looked like just one person got sex. So how do we measure right. success if we're only showing like, one bigger factor of success? Those. So, we and then come when come girls ahead. see that, when African-American girls, who, by the way, if an African-American mom's child come up missing, you go ask the average African-American woman, do she know what to do? What's the first thing you do when your child come up missing? Who do you call? What resources are available to you? Because the thing is, African-American children are coming up missing all the time. And we're the last ones ones with the resources all the time. Mm -hmm. We're the last ones with the information. But not this time. Not anymore. It's not going to happen anymore because we qualify. And we finally got a face that said, okay, hello, here we are. This is what we're going to do. Foster care is a so, joke. We talked about that? We just talked so, about that. And, I, and, about and I can talk about it okay, because so, I aged out of foster care at 14. Don't ask me how,
0: but So, I did. so tell me, how did you become a victim of sex yeah, trafficking? Was it
4: from foster care? Yes, there is a foster care to human trafficking pipeline. OK.
0: Yeah. Real yeah, talk. We just talked about Real
4: it. talk. Yeah. I, my, uh, the stage. judge, <laughs> I didn't even have an attorney at that time. I was 14. The judge emancipated <laughs> me from mm-hmm. my mother they sent me back home seven months after they sent me back home my grandmother passed away because i was already considered an adult minor or whatever my mother was locked up in jail at that time she was she had not been deceased i was like a little adult walking around mm-hmm. so um here it is i'm in, a, in an apartment because my grandmother had housing and you know it takes time for you to clean up the apartment to get it ready for somebody else mm-hmm. i'm living in a dirty mattress in that apartment you know yeah just trying to live because I'm doing the last thing i seen happen, which was, you know, egg, squirrel of egg, yeah. you know, butter, sugar, and rice, yeah. you know, Kool-Aid, you know, make do what you do. Keep that secret. Don't say nothing until your run is over right. or whatever. End up homeless behind a Walmart because the housing people are like, well, you got to go. You know, you can't stay here. What are you doing here or whatever. Behind Walmart in a Walmart in a cardboard box. I took baths in the bathroom at the Walmart, and I'm talking about this one, Walmart didn't have good bathrooms. Look, I went and told Walmart, I said, I can tell you what your bathroom looked like 20 years ago, how much you want to bet, don't play with me. Because I was in there. Do you understand That's me? Right. I was like, this is before y'all was eco-friendly, don't play. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was in them joints when y'all still had the brown paper towel laying on the side, and you had to wake them up one at a time. You know, because for me, those were shoes. Yeah. Do you understand? Um, not you know, put the person in water down because it was time yeah. on how many minutes when they just oh, when all they had was that pink soap in the little silver yes. thing yeah, or whatever, yeah. just like they did in the schoolhouse, you know. Because that was a bath for me. Yeah. Wow. You know, and I would leave, I would get dressed in a Walmart, leave at Walmart and walk underneath and leave the freeway to go to uh, the United Courts Center. Wow. So I was homeless wow. as a student. Today, 20 years later, we are just now calculating and, and getting an account of how many homeless students we have. In between Fort Bend, Harris County, and Montgomery County, it was reported just last year among 1.3 million homeless students. 1.3 million. Now Where is the payment? Now That's Harris the County, HISD, those girls that were African American, alone that with homeless, 30,000. Now if I got those statistics, guess who else got those yes. statistics? The state the same. have them mm-hmm. and the predators have them as well. Yeah. Not only that, here's a bigger picture. Right now we have 90,000 at-risk students, not because uh, they're sick, uh, not because, because, and here's the thing about children. Children are more prone to illness Mm -hmm. and at risk of health, you know, factors, Mm -hmm. it's just because their parents are incarcerated. Yeah. So for me, if my parent is incarcerated and you guys are in law enforcement and you know that there's an even more risk factor, how come we can't bridge the gap and have a relationship there? Where's the mentorship program at right there? Don't give me the girls and boys club. Don't give me the big brothers and brothers, don't big brothers and big
0: sisters. Don't, don't, don't
4: give I me Don't give me the girls and uh, sisters. Don't give me the girls and
2: boys love. love, 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 love. Yeah. And I can they talk about that. I already you, know. And you know this. You know this, Holy experience uh, The reason that black men leave right now is boots on the ground is because none of those organizations are actually, actually. doing. Now they're good for photo shoots.
3: Yeah, right. yeah, they're, they're, for they're for great for photo ops. and everything. And like
2: got- they're great fundraisers because they do all the right photos. They put all the right promotions out, but actually meeting these kids at the a point of need. What you got to understand right. is the recar, the incarceration and recidivism rate. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. not only losing your parent, the chance of them going back is seventy five percent in the right. first three years no. of their release. The
4: of child going back, every child. That that's been in foster care has uh, over fifty percent chance of going a Yeah. And yeah. by the time the girls are aged right. out of foster care, fifty percent of them, by the time they're nineteen, are already pregnant with a baby. Right. So just uh, last year alone, we had a, a girls aged from fifteen to nineteen years old. Um, they had about thirty thousand babies in between now. Half of them do Yeah, about 57%, well, over, well over, a little bit over 60%, 60% of those were African American girls. And the rest of them were broken into Latina That's and my right. Caucasian girls. And I'm still trying to figure out, you know, how do we take home economic side of school and, and be okay with it? How did we take, um, even shop? Right. You know what I mean? Out of school. We're talking about tools. For to help right. live, yes. we gotta stop loving our kids to death and start loving them to life. So loving the life. We we love them to death so much that that they missing out on opportunities to be great parents. Right now, they learn how to be great spokesmen for whatever it is that they choose they want to be. We keep telling kids, "Hey, you can be whatever it is you want to be." But whatever it is they want to be, we're not even being for ourselves. Right. That's so right. who? How do we? How do we stop that and and do resets? that 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 trend right there because it's, adultification is like the number one thing of how girls are getting traffic And then there are different really? type of pimps. You know the, the first pimp that most girls are gonna run into is a Romeo pimp. Uh, Somebody um, interesting. Nice no, interesting no no they interested in them they gotta be interested. They just gonna listen. Okay. That's it. Yeah. They're they gonna listen, listen. And you're going to tell all your business to them. And they're going to get as much information from you as they can. And then they ain't even going to ask you for no sex. They're going to go three, four, five, six months without I text. And, and, and you thinking, oh, this guy loves me. Mm-hmm. He cares about me. He's thinking about me. You know, this is the one I need to be with. Yeah. He buys stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He yeah. buys stuff. Yeah. Whatever, you know. Gucci, Fendi problem, whatever it is. You know, he got it. You ain't asking no questions. Want to get your nails done, get your hair done, you know. Okay. That's what it is. And then you say, okay, well, okay, well, he must be the guy for me. Well, surely, surely I can't go wrong in this situation. And then all of a sudden, it's time to pay up. Mm-hmm. It's time to pay back. It's time for me to get a return on my investment. And because... Little old niece, I can't speak for everybody else with this tenth grade education. I guess I got a debt, and so that's the second sign to sex trafficking girls who constantly have a debt that they have to pay. That you try to figure out how are you in all this debt, and you you don't even have any. You haven't even invested yourself in anything. You ain't in school. You ain't you ain't working nowhere.
0: You know what, what are you doing with your time and your money? Let me stop you. So, bounce back, family. Let's let's clear something up. So, we're talking about sex trafficking, and we have Dr. Rick Wallace and Mrs. Nie- Niecy Hamilton in the room. Mm-hmm. And um, we were talking about sex trafficking, snatching kids off the side of the street, snatching them out the neighborhood, okay, grabbing them. Hold on. Mm-hmm. So, Niecy just brought in a whole nother topic. We're talking about prostitution. Mm-hmm. We're talking about it in that sense. Uh, as a child, as right? a child, though, mm-hmm. being you mm-hmm. meeting somebody and they telling you all this right stuff, they are not even asking you for sex. She said mm-hmm. they just buying you stuff. Mm-hmm. Then you gotta pay a debt. And so, how you pay that debt, Lisa? Well, you do
4: whatever it is that they tell you you gotta do,
0: and and, and
4: it ain't it ain't pretty. I was working from maybe uh, six o'clock that morning. To six o'clock that next morning. So it's it's like um, if you don't make the money that you're supposed to make that night, then you can't get nothing to
0: eat. What? No, you can't eat. So it's- how do they determine how much money you're supposed to make? I when mean, you-, you
4: bring it to them; they'll tell you the quota. Okay. And we leave fifteen hundred. Don't come back until you have that, or you can't. Eat, you can't have nowhere to sleep that night, and you got to remember you totally invested at this particular time because he done bought you all this well, stuff. Well, he done you all this stuff, but not only that, that's probably a disconnect between you and your family. So, this is all you got. You done told him all your business, he got enough ammunition against you to where he can use it against you, and which
2: you, includes threatening your family. Yeah,
4: which includes threatening your family. Threatening, I my family's been threatened so many it. times. It, it it it's just it's just
0: unbelievable it's
4: just unbelievable. so one of my
0: questions i i hate this because we 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 got our other host here she come on at seven but we got we gonna work this uh okay we're gonna work it to a seven <laughs> one of my questions is why didn't you leave or run away that was how one you, of the why didn't you leave how did you leave
4: or run away i was already i was already, you was already abandoned
0: homeless didn't yeah you know i was already
4: abandoned the state abandoned me my family abandoned me.
0: Y'all my mother listen couldn't to this? help me. My grandmother your grandmother was, was your disease. grandmother was dead. Your yeah, mother I was in jail. My, never she never me knew dead. Y'all hear this? Who who was gonna help me?
4: I was a black girl that was lost in the system. I was forgotten about. Nobody came to figure out what was going on with me. I unenrolled myself out of school, enrolled myself into GED. Everything I ever done from the age fourteen up until now, I always you did. I, I did, and you know, and I and I deal with that. Even even being uh, married in my relationship with my husband, it has to be in my name, because if it's not in my name, then the least I know, if you decide to leave me, at least I'll have oh, it's, God, mine. it's mine. It's mine. And for me, it's, it's personal. And, not to, and I have to talk to him and tell him, I'm like, listen, this is the, the part where I get to heal. And this is the part where you get to listen. If you're going to be married to me and stay married to me, then we have to go through this together so that you don't see me as an enemy. Just understand that, you know, until I get over this, then just respect the fact I just like stuff in my name.
0: How long were you tracking?
4: Oh, my God. Five years of servitude. The first time I left and went to the military. Five years of what? Servitude. Tell me what that means. so five. So that means you have traded. Yeah. So to be sex trafficked means to be traded. Mm -hmm. I was traded about ten to fifteen times a day or night, rather. And so that means that I've probably been raped about four to six thousand times. Oh Oh my my god. God. Mm
1: -hmm.
4: So. This has been my first year just coming out to just
3: say it. Don't cry because your baby's cry. So my question to you is, are you getting help? Are you getting some type of counseling? Y'all want help. Okay. okay. Y'all want help. Talk to y'all about it. Okay.
4: Talking so that's about how you went it. through it. Absolutely. And I have friends. I have okay. some vibrant yeah. sisters. Um, shout out to Rachel. Shout out to um, um, Marion, and shout out to Tracy,
1: okay.
4: Uh, Heather, Sadai, uh, the booty of my mm-hmm. husband, not, uh, just uh, you don't make me cry. Uh, Catherine, <laughs> she's here, Catherine Flowers. yeah. Um, it's, uh Charles Andrews, um, my my adoptive parents. Um, well good, Gail I just asked Johnson that question and... because
3: I deal with young women too that have been sex trafficked mm-hmm. and they're in the Harris County juvenile system. Mm-hmm. And so they, yeah, I, the stories are program. similar. Yeah, yeah. the stories are similar, but I often wonder how do you deal with it if you don't sit and talk to a professional to kind of peel back the layers of the hurt, the pain, all of that stuff?
4: Well, I'm 32, so. Me peeling back hurt and pain is me going through the motions of everything that I didn't get to do when I was a child. Okay. Um, because you. my life is public, I, I just do it in everybody's face now. Okay. Whether whether it's uh, people watching me go to school, yeah. People, you know, watching me. I don't know, play basketball. Um, I buy bicycles. You'll flood. you're uh When people call me to give away stuff, yeah, I give bicycles. Yeah because it's the one thing I always wanted as a kid. So I give other kids bicycles because that's an experience that I didn't have. And it was always like the bicycle I wanted was the one with the little things on the side with Uh the banana seat. So that's
3: your (laughs) healing process,
4: that's that's, how you That's how I heal and go through it. I'm always raising money for people, for other causes. I give more than I have. Um, Me and my husband, we rescue about 230 girls every year. Praise God. Wow. People Please come God. to our
3: house meet. Praise God.
4: They can rest. Yeah. They can get and they can bras and panties mm-hmm. and sanitary items and actually learn about the hospitality industry if they choose to go that way. Yeah. They learn I teach them how to turn what they've done into um, a resume. Okay. So if you been counting money, this is accounting. Yeah. So you understand um, on your reason. Yeah. right? Things like that. If you've been counting pimps, and you know who, who you're gonna sleep with on such and such day, that's mm-hmm. HR. You're going up and down the pole. That scaffolding you need to be in construction. And then, so
0: so strip club, mm-hmm. sex shacking. Mm-hmm.
4: As a child, because I want, to, and the reason why I keep saying this because people are getting confused about. um, People, women who like to... Amen. We just talked about that. Now, domestic violence and molestation is a social device issue. They have their own um, healing processes. Right. Okay. But together is the reason why women end up being, uh, wanting to traffic themselves because they never got healing Healing. as a a child. So when you were talking earlier today, I do teach about the history of human trafficking and how we even got that this far, mm-hmm. mainly it's because um, in the African-American community, and I know they don't like to hear it, but our mothers and our grandmothers were our first traffickers. And how well, that maybe, even happened yeah. is we're because- well, And it wasn't yeah. so much as that. Just go all the way back to when they first started getting ideas, it was new to them. Mm -hmm. Ideas disrupted uh, the part where black women were accepted into uh, the moving forward pattern. Uh, Example, when white women decided that it was wrong to get beaten, because remember women used to be property to white men. and They could beat them, they could do whatever it is they wanted to do with them. White women gained a coalition, their activism was called feminism, mm-hmm. and they gave it a name because they didn't want to tolerate it anymore. and They right. called it domestic violence. So now it's got a name, Everybody. it's got a movement behind it. Mm-hmm. And now it's, this is a big idea, not only that, it has a face. Yeah, so by the time black women got that information, they was like, Oh, wait a minute, here I ain't got to be me no more. Oh, okay, I ain't got to it's like this. Home. yeah, it was like, Okay, here I mean, you can go. Yeah, I ain't got to be, I can be meet with you, me. but what. Black women forgot was that at that time we was only making 30 cents to a dollar that white women were making, So we lost income when Henry left. So right. we, we stayed with Henry, who was already whooping us and trying to equate himself to white men's uh, ideologies of, you know what I'm saying? Right. right. And so then it was like, okay, well now I got you where I want you to be. Now I can have whatever it is I want from you, yeah. including your children.
2: There you wow. go. There and, you go. And right You there. know. Now you own something that's got me hot and something yeah. I've been talking about all the time. We don't want to talk about insects. We don't want to talk about it.
4: We don't want to talk about insects.
2: We don't want to talk like about it wasn't it. for us. That's why we're going through. That's why we're going through. You know, it we don't want to talk about it. And we don't want to talk about the prevalency yes. and how pervasive it is. And how common you know, you know, I I thank God for my wife. My wife my, herself wasn't trafficked. but <laughs> she's a survivor of sexual assault as a minor and she had to go God through the mentioned. healing process. And one of the things that I've talked about and that we discussed before she and I became a couple was the need for black men to be able to hear, to understand and to love black women back to life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's been my goal. That's one of the things I teach the mentors, Clarice, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jo- uh, Michael Jordan, all of is yep. that mm-hmm. we have to love our women back to life. We gotta give them space to heal. Right. Instead of judging them, we got to understand how they're behaving, why they're behaving that way, and then give them the space and the security and the safety to say, "I can become whole again." And then we have got to be honest with ourselves. Listen, we see we have a problem in, in the we have a problem in the black home with silent condemnation. Yes, what well, silent condemnation is? I know you're doing this to my baby, but I'm not going to say it. it and either. then you talk about the church is where that is being taught. And nobody wants to say that, right. but pastors were telling black women, "Don't report him because he's the breadwinner." Right. So he's sitting up doing this. You know he's doing. That's
4: this. believable. I and 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 I can and I can say that from experience only because from eleven and thirteen, my mother, who was a product of a rape, yeah, was forced to have a relationship with her sisters and bro- with her sister and brother father. So for two years. You know, back then yeah. we my mother was born in sixty five. Yeah. You know, and you fourteen and sixty five, so it's what, it's 70, 79 around this time. Uh well, take maybe seventy five around this time, nineteen seventy five. You know, black kids weren't allowed to drink coffee. Right. Yeah, oh my, you know, you out your mind. You yeah, know, my mother was already drinking coffee yeah. and already doing things and experiencing, you know, going through adultification Mm -hmm. and really just trying to figure out if I have to do this or whatever, how come um, I'm not treated like the rest of the, you know, kids Kids in the family. Mm -hmm. And so that, that significant moment in her life turned into her having sex with all the male family members. Wow. And so because of those incidents, growing up as a child, whatever they didn't, whatever the family didn't, you know deal with with my mother i got it that
3: there you go
4: so what we call uh generational curses is really you know it, language wise is epigenetics
0: wow See,
2: that's, 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 that's an area, on that's on epi- yeah, an area that's especially with yeah. the epigenetic yeah. transfer of trauma yeah,
3: yeah, trans- 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 trauma. Trauma. yeah and that's, that's
4: what it that is that trauma transfer right to me so it's like I, and thank God I learned this at an early age, you know, nine, ten, eleven. 10, 11. I started feeling like, I don't belong to this daggone family. This ain't my family. I don't want to be around these people. You know, something in me kept saying, and I'm going to say something, I'm going to give you a credit. The Holy Ghost kept telling, kept you. telling me, yeah. you know, that, that you about to experience something. You about to go through something, but you will bounce back. Yeah. And so, oh, yeah, I'm going to give you your credit. I'm going (laughs) to give you your credit.
0: You will will bounce back.
4: And so as a little girl, I knew, you know, even watching my mother, the word of God says that you should honor your mother and your father.
1: Yes.
4: My success clue number three. I am not where I'm at because human trafficking made me who I am. I defeated human trafficking, and that's why I'm where I'm at. Yes. But I am successful because I decided to honor a mother that I did not know and a father that I could not see
3: anyways.
4: There you go. Hmm. Anyways, I honor them anyways. that's power. Whenever I do stuff, I say, I want to thank my mother. My mother did so much crack, I don't want to do crack. Yeah. And she, you know what I'm saying? I said, well, my mother was was doing crack. I'm cracking books and cracking jokes. What's up? You know, I turned everything that was so negative about my life into something positive. That's right. Right. You know, I was like, well, I traded a father. (laughs) I traded a father that I never met for a father that I could meet. And he died for me on the cross. Yeah. You know, how much more wonderful is that story? See, now I can narrate my own life. I can turn it to whatever it is I want to turn it into. That's right. And that's because I do have a relationship with God. I wish the power that I have, I could teach it to every girl right. that I run into and every girl that I meet. That is the hardest thing to teach girls is. is that you are valuable. And so on my page, even if you follow me Sometimes, I don't put it every time But you'll see me put dear black girl yeah, Dear black girl Because when I'm saying to myself In that specific moment I'm talking to that 8 year old child That 9 year old girl right. The 10 year old, not the haters I ain't never talking to no haters I, know, I,
3: know I will right. never address
4: a hater I don't know if that's I have right. to say it 5,000 times that's I'm right. telling you not, you can say whatever you want to say about That's me. right. I'm never going to address you Because, see, it's one thing about the turtle and the giraffe. The giraffe has a neck because it's his job to see over things. The turtle's job is to do the same thing from where he's at. Because he can see where he's at. That's right. But as long as I am the giraffe, I can see over everything it is that everybody's doing. But the minute I start hanging and trooping with turtles and get the reading, What's going on? Then you do the same yep. thing turtles do. You start right. to move slow and I can't do it. And because because that's not what God Yeah, you can't move slow. <laughs> you can't so move a turtle
2: is coming a turtle is
0: commenting and
2: interjecting based right. on their vision and their perspective. Right, but, but they can't see what the giraffe is seeing. Right. They don't have the capacity to, capacity to, to see the right. Turtles don't even have the capacity to look up.
4: They gotta got
2: look straight ahead. Like That's, right. That's, That's it. That's it. So, my whole thing is it is the giraffe's responsibility to understand that I'm not gonna spend my energy yeah. Arguing, yeah. arguing with you. But <laughs> she, she laughs at me because I said, I call them minimal-minded people. <laughs> minimal-minded. <laughs> you know, the, all they—all they—all <laughs> they're good for is whispering the sweet nothing's of negativity into yes. the ears of the people who are trying to get things done. Right. And so, when you give them energy, they still can't see what you're seeing. Right. Yeah. But now they feel like they've won because they distracted you. Yeah. You focus on the things you can see because they can't see it. And The and vision I'm is yours. I'm so glad
4: you said that. Success clue number four, and I keep on saying this, and I'm going to keep reiterating this because I talk about human trafficking so much, guys, that Satan on his credit for it. We have got to give God his credit for it. Yes. We have a survivor. We're talking to somebody who's survivors, and girls need to go back and listen to this so they can see, ooh, how can I get over it when they're ready? They might not be ready right now, but somebody might be hearing this and saying, you need to listen to me, you need to hear what she's saying so you can get that that success because she's gonna tell you
3: what you need to do. So when did you know you were ready?
4: Oh my God, the three years ago. Three years ago. Three years yeah. ago. I was ready, not ready. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, if I t- how do I tell people that I used to be a hoe? You know, it's like one of those. Aha moments, you yeah. know, even in math, you got the hole in the heart, and this is so funny yes. though, because the hole is actually sure. positive and the high is negative. But yes. so, <laughs> for, for all my uh, people that do math out yeah. uh, there in college, <laughs> but and I'm like, okay, how, how do I help people understand me better? So, what I did was, um, I did something what they say if you ever if you want to keep receiving the things you never received before keep doing the things is you never, never done, done, done yeah. or, you know or you know vice versa, vice versa yeah. yeah and i said uh i said forget it this is going to run for office <laughs> <laughs> so i'm going to run for office i said you know why because i see it on the movies all the time where people talk about strippers you know being uh, politicians. Yep. Yeah, yep it's never been done before and i said well you're going to have your first stripper, run for office, why not? So I ran the first campaign in Houston against human trafficking. Um, as a as a comedian, as a survivor of human trafficking, mm-hmm. as a mother of seven children, mm-hmm. um, I did it. And and it's on record. The city got me on record. Oh, TV <laughs> got me on record. You know, and they were very nice to me. They asked me how did, they, how did I want my name to be seen. Do, do I want uh, certain provisions uh-huh. um, I was allowed to not list my address you know things yeah. like that they respected, respected. Okay. what I went through and, and I will give the city and the city attorney they, they credit for that for protecting me in that right because I should have been protected yeah. and you know what Everybody that I ran with, I'm sure they might have talked about me behind their back. I didn't hear it. I don't care. It ain't none of my business. Because I guess what? Whatever somebody think about me ain't none of my damn business. You know, it's fine. your job to have your business. And it's my job to know what the Lord say about me. Thus says the Lord. Right. So, you know, I, I, I got to go. I got to be about my father's yeah. business. Because I'm like Joshua around this piece. Yes. for me, that's personal. Yes. And this house, oh. that's generational. Yes. We will serve the Lord. That's so, hallelujah. Right. Yes. you. Praise God. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to do it. And when wow. I did it, so many doors opened. So many people was uh, inviting me mm-hmm. in and mm-hmm. was ready to receive me. And my story was acceptable in yeah. that place because in that place, politicians are used to lead with a lie and not with the truth. That's and right. here it is. I That's led right. with the truth first mm. and never and never has to tell a lie. Right. And so I'm like, well, shoot, I'm safe. And so by the time anybody was like, well, you know this about Nisi, everybody was like, well, yeah, we've been knowing Nisi went through something. She's been telling everybody she went through something. Yeah, you ain't know. You know, so. Uh, was listening. Yeah, well, you know, okay. people, yeah, people were listening. That's okay. the thing, you know. They was like, oh, Nisi, you know, did you notice know about it? Did you know that about it? Did you? Yeah. And they was like, well, yeah, we already knew. you just not catching up. Yeah. You you know? okay. We knew about her. She's our baby.
3: She's our sweetheart. She's, she knows and you let know, her grow but i have to interject. that's a, it's a tough story to tell like what you've been through and what i've been through mm-hmm. we come from the ghettos we come from oh, so yeah. many would say never start nothing you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and then god has a way of restoring us up to higher than we ever thought we would come but it, it is still a hard story to tell because you know you got to kind of like you say block the negativity because there will be negativity of course and you just got to know that it's going to help other women so and that's of what I, and that's what we have
2: to focus on. Nobody cares about kids from the hood. We all know that, well, right? See, well, what well, what's happening is, like I told you this morning, and like I'm sharing with you now, uh, my parting words will be: It's up to you. Right. It's up to you to become the face, to be the voice, right? right. To be the platform, to be the energy, to be the soul that literally through which God speaks. Right. You know. You talk about Joshua. That's my dope, man. That's my man. Yes. Kay, Kay, you know, Caleb yes. Kay, Kay, got a special part in my heart, but Joshua, you know, that's you know, always baby. had. We need more men who have the that's ability right. yeah, to yeah, say right. "ask for me." Yeah, yeah. and that's and my, personal. And put yeah. yeah. my house. But I'm my. also gonna talk about the lineage. That's right. We, we, we need that. But see, the thing is, what you have to understand is we God speaks through. Mm-hmm. And you you become a voice and an energy and a force mm-hmm. by purpose. Mm-hmm. See, it's never by coincidence. It's right. never by accident. You you it's correct. never happenstance. Everything, the, every moment, every second, every movement has purpose. Right. And when you start to understand that, you stop feeling like a victim. Right. And you start saying, where is my movement? Where's my movement? <laughs> so I want to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing. You know, I'm, I'm on you every day. But, but, <laughs> and you supposed to be. Yes. Yeah, you know, it's the same with me. I mean, uh, I, I went to a barbershop full of men that, that's like, you know, where men hurt. You know, and so we talked about some things. She said, baby, you were there for almost two hours. What did you do? I said, baby, I didn't say a word. And her and she said, You didn't say a word. I said, baby, they didn't ask me to say a word. And all of them were talking, and I wasn't gonna compete for the space. I just wanted to sit back and observe. It. I was invited to come in, and the person that invited me didn't introduce me. So I wasn't just gonna go throw myself in. And her response was, So you didn't fill your space?
1: Wow. And
2: it I mean, and it didn't, and I didn't take it as you know an attack. Right. she said, This is what I expect from you. This is one of the reasons I'm with you. It's because every time you, you walk a into a room, you, you feel horse. your space, yes. and so because I'd already said I, I really, you know, I really wasn't know if I was going back. Well, I got to go back at least once now, because yeah. you know I, yeah. I, I yeah, love something undone. Yeah. And so my thing is, fill your space. That's something my grandfather taught me a long time ago. That's That's true. Feel true. your space, and when it's all said and done, when you walk away, you leave the legacy. Right. That's why we're talking about Joshua, mm-hmm. three thousand. Well, Four thousand years, years, years later, we're talking about Joshua because Joshua filled his space. Yes, right. and that's all it's about. When you live your purpose, you don't leave here average. Right. When you live your purpose, that's you don't leave right. here mediocre. When you, right. leave here purpose, you leave your purpose. People are talking about you what your your you did. Yeah. Fifty years, hundred yes. years, two hundred years down the line, your children's children's children right. have a legacy because you walked in purpose. Yes, right. I just want to leave
4: you guys with this. Uh, for all my ladies that's trying to come out, that's trying to understand how to come out, and mm-hmm. um, while in prayer with God, because most of them do pray, most yeah. of us do pray. Yeah. Um, stop praying to God, having a conversation with Him, because God don't need information for you. Pray to God to be in agreement with Him about what He says about your life. That's right. And you yes. will be survived. Amen. Um, I am Lacy e. Hamilton. And I am survived by my husband, Kenneth Hamilton, who is uh, the Lord case, Lord of my life. And he covers me. And thank you, baby, for covering me because I could not do this without his sincere protection and dedication. And I love you for that. I will always honor you and respect you. Uh, Wow. Give respect to God. Call me, uh,
0: 713-331-3112. And we will walk through those steps in case anything happens. I'll post that. And I'll post that on all my social media platforms so if there's somebody that you know we want you to get this information mm-hmm. to them that um nisa can help you get out and of course you know you can always reach out to me dr b everybody have my number my platforms dr b on all dr bridget on all social media platforms bridget turner jenkins on my uh, personal page please follow me inbox me i've given your messages we got to continue this talk and we will uh, bring uh, Nisi on when she has a full day and I can have her on here as a guest. We'll bring her on because I'm I'm getting your questions and I'm gonna address it. Dr. Wallace, can you give uh, the audience your contact information?
2: Uh, You can contact me on Facebook at uh, Rick Wallace PhD or I think it even still pulls up as Bishop. Uh, You can find me on YouTube at at The Black Voice. (laughs) or Rick Wallace PhD. You can find me on Instagram at Rick Wallace 21, Twitter at Twitter, Rick Wallace 21.
0: What's your YouTube channel?
2: YouTube channel is The Black Voice. Come check us out. We're rebuilding over there. They took down a 20,000 subscriber page. We're starting over from scratch, but we're still moving strong and building. Come over there and check out the work we're doing. We're not just talking about community work, we're also talking about personal development and building each other yes. Up individually.
0: Yes, and, and y'all know that's what Dr. B is about. I want to shout out to Cassandra, who's due to be on right now. I have went over in her time. since I apologize for that. I usually get up and get out of here on time. We got deep into the conversation. <laughs> Thank you so much. Guys, listening. may the Lord watch between me and you while we're absent, one from another. This we ask in Jesus' name. I love you with the love of the Lord, and I will see you here at same station, same time. Love you. Bounce, Bounce back. back. Bounce back money's photoship. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh my god. Yeah. We got a son waiting at the basketball. Right?
1: Oh, okay. <laughs>